All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, Canucks fans, we are back. Some breaking news coming off just as we got off the air there. The, the Vancouver Canucks have made a trade with the Toronto Maple Leafs, exchanging Luke Shen for a 2023 third-round pick coming from the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's a return that I think we've talked about for quite a while now for Luke Shen. Third-round pick feels like the thing that you say, okay, they were able to get a decent return here. I like that it's coming up in this year's draft as well. I do always think that those are a little bit more valuable, specifically when you're talking about a, a pick outside of the first round, right? Because maybe the next year has a big draft. You want a first rounder there. When you're moving on from a third round pick here, this looks like the type of pick that, you know, could be in the 90s, depending on how the Leafs do. Heck, if they're out in the first round again, it's an even higher one uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. So that could be a little bit uh, of excitement there. At the same time, we are here to talk about the trade. It finally happened. Luke Shen's been held out of the lineup for a bout. Geez, a week and a half now he's been out of the lineup, and we finally find out what the return is. Uh, we saw Frank Saravalli with the report that it is going to be Luke Shen traded for a third-round pick coming back from the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's heading back to Toronto himself. We are going to be joined by Jay Rosehill uh, in about uh, 10, 15 minutes' time. You can hear him on the Leafs Morning Take. It's funny that we're having him on the show as he's the one that we've been battling with for subscribers. So we should have done this on the Canucks Army account. That's what I'm, the way I'm looking at this thing. Uh, my name's Chris Favor. For people who don't know, if you're checking in uh, for the first time here, this is the Canucks Conversation. This is an emergency episode that we are doing on YouTube. For the first time, let's talk about the trade. I'll bring in my co-host, David Quadrelli. He's busy making graphics over there, uh, but I do think he's here on the call now. Quads, 
Finally heard the result now of the Luke Shen situation. It is a third-round pick coming back for the Vancouver Canucks. I'll start by saying this. I am completely good to fine with this deal. They got themselves a draft pick for Luke Shen. It wasn't a fourth or a fifth. Like, I kind of worried that it might be the closer we got to the deadline. It's a third-round pick. I think it's a half-decent return for the Vancouver Canucks and something that I am completely content about. Uh, and, oh, boy, Chris, uh, our, our trade deadline show is a few days early. We were not expecting this uh, on Tuesday. We just, like you said, we finished up our show. Uh, we're right back on the air. Uh, it's nice that we're able to just jump right back on. But yes, a third round pick in the 2023 NHL entry draft going back the way of the Vancouver Canucks uh, in exchange for defenseman Luke Shen. Now, this this return, right? We've been hearing for a while now that the Canucks really wanted a second round pick, right? And some people have even suggested that they thought they were going to get that when they originally pulled Shen uh, from games and started sitting him for trade-related reasons. Uh, we've also heard, and Sat alluded to this on Monday's episode, that the Boston Bruins kind of messed around a little bit with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And the Columbus Blue Jackets were left with a sour taste in their mouth because uh, they thought they had a deal in place for Gavrikov. You can't help but wonder if something similar happened with Shen. Um, obviously, the Canucks are taking the best return they can get. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that a third round pick is that, but uh, I think you you're, you have to be happy with that return if you're a Canucks fan because now the focus, obviously we still have other trades to focus on and there's going to be one breaking in moments, I'm sure. Um, the... The, the focus kind of shifts to, um, you know, can they re-sign Luke Shen in the offseason, right? Because this is something that uh, his agent, Ben Hankinson, has alluded to a few times now, uh, that Shen loves Vancouver. Uh, he's got a young family. Also, his wife's pregnant right now. And we'll talk to Jay Rosehill. Jay is a friend of Luke's, um, so it'll be good to have Jay on the show. He'll be on in a few minutes here. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think you can be really surprised with the trade return. I think you're happy with it if you're a Canucks fan. Yeah, ultimately, this is the deal that uh, that I think we've had in our minds for a long time here. Look, we, we talked about it. We would have been very excited if they were to get um, a second-round pick. We said we'd be excited about that. I know uh, Stefan Roger was saying a first-round pick. This shows uh, what Stefan knows once again. Uh, but a third-round pick in return, I think it's a great return. It, it, it is – you, you kind of hinted at it there. There's a lot – of rumors still flowing around with the Pittsburgh Penguins potentially being involved here with the Vancouver Canucks. JT Miller is what we talked about on the podcast, but quads, some other name is popping up here. Brock Besser popping up. Uh, Cam Robinson sends out a report. Can we get the tweet up here from Shana Goldman as well? Um, she's been all over this uh, this Pittsburgh situation here as it kind of pertains to the Vancouver Canucks as well. As well, this is what Shana said. Sounds like the Canucks and Penguins talks are heating up. Hearing key piece from Vancouver is a forward with term. Wouldn't be shocked to see one or both of Pedersen and Joseph going back in the deal. So as Marcus Pedersen, the the Canucks are, I've seen the joke made, I think, in the chat already. They are scooping up all the Pedersons and putting them together and just trying to ice that team. Uh, as I mentioned, Elias Pedersen, DP, talked with him this morning. Uh, but it sounds like this is kind of in the last uh, five, ten minutes here, Some some news kind of, coming out that maybe it isn't JT Miller, maybe it's Brock Besser uh, being this player with term that the Penguins are after. And we touched on it. The Penguins, their second uh, second wild card spot is what they're holding on to right now. They need to make a move if they really want to actually be a playoff team this year. They're also in talks that they are not going to give up premium assets without getting a player that is having some term along with them. Both JT Miller and Brock Besser have that spot. Quads, what are you thinking about this? Uh, Brock Besser, JT Miller, what do you think you're hearing right now? 
Uh, so what we're seeing is uh, Shayna Goldman, again, we brought her up when we were just talking here. Uh, and, and by the way, the Canucks have made it official now. Uh, it's Luke Shen for a third-round pick, so no surprise there. Uh, but Shayna Goldman saying that talks are heating up between the Canucks and Penguins. She has been all over this. Uh, she was the one that threw out uh, JT Miller the other day. And then this morning, she said that there was something big gonna, that was going to happen. Uh, so obviously, everybody's mind went to JT Miller as we see the Penguins clearing up cap space, as we discussed on the last episode. Now, uh, Shayna tweeting out that uh, it could be Pedersen or Joseph going back. Of course, that is Marcus uh, Pedersen um, coming back to the Vancouver Canucks. And a forward with term, your mind immediately goes to Brock Besser. I think so. It, it is going to be interesting to see it play out. And uh, I wreck you clip says, yeah, have a week, Shayna. Shayna has uh, had a week this week. Uh, she's been great all year long, actually. But uh, to see how this kind of goes from here, yes, it is. We're back here to talk about the Luke Shen deal. Uh, but uh, the way things are progressing right now and the way that trades haven't really leaked out that much, it, especially with the Vancouver Canucks, right? Like this Luke Shen one, obviously, there's been pretty obvious uh, tellings over the past couple weeks that a trade was going to be happening very soon with Luke Shen. We didn't see the the trade kind of drop until Frank Valley busted it out here with Luke Shen uh, and dropping that here for a third round pick coming back. The thing is, we're, we're back for that live, but we're also here to kind of hang out a little bit and see what happens with the Penguins and Canucks if it is going to end up being Brock Besser. I find that... Uh, I think it's a good spot for either player, really, right? Like when I look at whether it be Besser or Miller involved in this deal, I look at both these players and say, hey, they both have term. They both can score and play the wing. I think that's what Pittsburgh is kind of looking for right now. And to, t- to quickly touch on the Leafs, I guess, we'll touch on that quickly because they'll get enough playtime uh, over the next uh, 72 hours on Sportsnet and TSN. But for the Leafs, they're adding... Obviously, Luke Shen's a player who's leading the league in hits right now. He's a physical guy. Going to really, I think, be one of those players who we talk about a lot with, you know, Kyle Burrows and the local kids. You love playing for your local team. Uh, Luke Shen's going back to the team that drafted him. It's an exciting spot for him with a team that kind of needs that physicality. I think the the Leafs are getting a great depth defenseman for a playoff run, right? Like, that is what they're getting from here. And the Canucks are getting a future, right? Like, And you know what they just did with their last third-round pick in 2022? They just nagged their, their number one prospect right like I say Elias Pettersson the guy that they just drafted he is their number one prospect in the system in my eyes right now and to have another third round pick be able to take a swing similar to what you did with DPD like I love it I think the return is going to help the Canucks long term and I do think that the return for the Leafs is going to help them in the short term with Luke Shen going on a playoff run with this team and and adding some depth to Really a defense core that I think has been fine throughout the season, but that's not what they rely upon to be good. I mean, heck, you might see Luke Shen playing with Giordano down the road, and I think that's a veteran pairing that you like having in a depth role for a playoff team. So really, feels like a win-win for both teams in my eyes. Uh, and we should mention Friday uh, is the Daily Face-Off trade deadline show, so be sure to go check that out. Uh, hopefully there's still stuff to talk about because right now, like I said, Chris, uh, Tuesday feels like our trade deadline. Like I said, Jay Rosehill going to join us soon. A uh, lot of people in the YouTube live chat. I'm trying to get to everybody. A uh, lot of people putting in a lot of stuff here. Um, your reaction, uh, interaction is very much so uh, encouraged. I'm just... Uh, Trying to keep up here on the on the phone because it also sounds like not in Canucks news, but uh, Jonas Corposalo could be on the move um, from Columbus with Columbus just making a roster move. Yeah, 
Uh, another one to keep an eye on there. Let's let's open up the chat here. People are talking about Cocaine Bear. Uh, Dominic's saying that uh, we'll re-sign Shen for league minimum next season. I think that would be great. Corey says Canucks have seven picks in the first four rounds. Yes, this is the type of thing that you like to see with uh, a team that's really in the standings where the Vancouver Canucks are at right now. I mean... You want to see them have multiple picks in the first few rounds. So it's great stuff to see for the Vancouver Canucks to be able to go in this direction. And heck, man, like, you know, I said it just a few minutes ago there, but this this is a great ad for the Leafs, right? Like, this is the type of guy who really we've dealt with Luke Shen for, for a while now, like in the locker room, seeing how he is, how he interacts with people, what he's like at practice. I've seen it all. And like, you couldn't ask for a better guy to come and join your room, right? Like if I looked at every player in that Canucks locker room this season, I don't think there's a better team guy than Luke Shen. So it's like there is no question about him coming in and fitting in with this Toronto Maple Leafs team. I think the only question is where does he fit in in the lineup, right? And how are the Leafs going to use this player who has shown that he can play with Quinn Hughes and be somewhat effective in that role? That's a spot where he's played with a skilled guy. They have some skill on the left side there. Can he play with Morgan Riley in a pinch? I guess you could look that way as well. I said Giordano is kind of the, the depth option that they probably want to roll with there, seeing what uh, what Toronto's lineup kind of shakes down as. But It'll be interesting to see. I don't think uh, Toronto might not be done at the same time here, and I don't think the Canucks are either. You said during the show, do you think the over-under on two and a half trades before the deadline here? Well, we've already got one. Are we going to see one or two more here in the very near future? We might see three by the end of the day, Chris. And I also want to mention that, look, we're the only show live on the Nation Network YouTube channel right now. And I'm sure there's other shows that want to go live. And I'm sure we're picking up some of their viewers and listeners as well. So we should also mention Elliot Friedman right now reporting uh, Edmonton and Nashville working on a Matthias Ekholm deal. So uh, impromptu little trade deadline show that you and I weren't expecting to have to do. But I feel like we kind of have to now. This is this is all of a sudden. This is the Nation Network uh, Tuesday trade show. Just what the company wants. Uh, the Big Nation Network account here, uh, getting all the plug. Yes, love it. Uh, th- so it sounds like Edmonton, Nashville working on a deal there as well. We're just seeing trades start to pour in right now. It feels like this is what the deadline day is supposed to be. But yeah, good time to head over to the Canucks Army. That's it, where we're going to yeah. move in the show eventually here. Uh, but yeah, quickly back to what's going on today. Obviously, this is when things are starting to flow in. I'm curious how that affects people with the cap, especially with a couple days up before the deadline here. So I think that's what people are looking to do. It's going to be some of these teams here on the deadline that kind of can pinch some pennies and be able to make that small roster addition then. Today and tomorrow feels like the days where you really are starting to see some assets move. You're going to see some players of value go. I just The way things have blown up today, this kind of you know sets off the market for what I think the trade deadline 2023 is going to look like and we saw it very early in the morning uh, with the Patrick Kane deal obviously local for us here in Vancouver good to see the Luke Shen deal finally get done it doesn't feel like it's over like it feels like this is going to be a busy day and I can imagine that the phones are going nuts right now uh, with every general manager likely being active trying to get uh, whether it be a player for their playoff run or you know trade a player for some future assets as they move into a retool that's the interesting thing is like there are still a lot of teams in the east at today's current date that are in striking distance of a playoff spot that is a jammed up part there pittsburgh's one of the teams that we've mentioned the leafs are sitting pretty in their spot but you look across these standings like the islanders are they going to have to beef up a little more as well there there are a lot of teams that still need to address some things on their roster and with other teams starting to do that today that's what I think is really going to get this market and set it on fire over the next little bit here. And we're starting to see it pour in right now. I mean, I can't keep up with the notifications right now uh, of everybody on Twitter sending things back and forth here. So uh, we are here to kind of wait on uh, something with the Vancouver Canucks, but we do we can report that the third-round pick is coming back for Luke Shen. We know that. 
people are asking. I just realized that uh, you're wearing a loose tie. You look like you just got out of a wedding at 2 a.m. Uh, I'm wearing my little bow tie. People are very confused about the outfits. Uh, folks, we just did an episode before this, and uh, we uh, we weren't expecting to have to do this show. Uh, so now we're... we're it's our first of, As I've mentioned... It's our what? It's our first after show. That's right. Yeah, it is. So Faber loosened up the tie. Yeah, loosened up the tie. I feel a little bit better in here. It was getting warm. I get warm in these dress shirts all the time. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see. Keep the chat coming here. Uh, we got, uh, geez, now we got a notification from the Canucks out there. What are they t- What are they tweeting about? Okay, I can look it up if you want to. uh, If you want to figure out, you break this down. Break down what's on the screen here. Let's go. All right. So, since the trades started happening here, this is what the Vancouver Canucks have brought in. This is a great job. Uh, Anthony Bavillier has come in. Vitaly Kravstov has come in. Atu Ratu has come in. Josh Bloom, who we just chatted about earlier on in the show today, has come in. Uh, And a 2023 first round pick and a 2023 third round pick on the way out. We've seen Bo Horvat, Luke Shen, Riley Stillman. Will Lockwood, and a 2026 seventh-round pick. So the way that you're looking at this kind of shakedown, a lot of players that didn't really think that there was going to be a future here, specifically talking about Luke Shen and Riley Stillman. Will Lockwood and Bo Horvath, I mean, there could have been a world where these guys could have been Canucks for a while. It's going to be interesting to see this list actually get updated over the next little bit here because with the the talk around the Pittsburgh Penguins and the way that things are going right now, yeah, things are heating up, and it feels like that is going to be the big trade that we can break down. But to to chat a little bit more about the Luke Shen deal, I mean, it, it's 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 good, right? Like in the end, I just think it's good. The the Canucks were able to monetize an asset that they had on their team that was going to be an expiring UFA at a certain point. So that's been good. Uh, and it's going to help both teams in this point. So I'm very happy with it in the end. Love the fact that they're going to have another early pick in the draft. Let's see what the chat's, uh, what's the chat talking about right now. Top G says uh, JT Miller should stay in all capitals. The way that the uh, rumors are going right now, it might end up being that way. Uh, we'll see what happens because Brock Besser's name is out there now in the trade discussion as well. Uh, L Jim says that's a really good haul, to be honest. And that's chatting about what the Canucks have brought in and what they've sent out. I mean, I agree. We, we've kind of touched on it a little bit over the show over the last little bit here, and it's like the Canucks have definitely made some mistakes. They've absolutely made some mistakes over their time um, with Patrick Alvin at the helm and Jim Rutherford, you know, I guess above that as the president. But you start to look at the way that some of these wins are looking like and how they're kind of stacking with each other. I think getting Ethan Bear for pretty cheap is great. You know, moving in a couple of these other players, like Bavillier has been looking really good. Can you flip him again for an asset, or is he a player that you like with Pedersen long-term? It, it is interesting to see his type of value change so much from when he was in New York to now in Vancouver. Listen, you play with Elias Pedersen, you're going to have success. And it's going to be interesting to see how that ends up playing out with the Canucks organization to a certain degree with, they had that in Pittsburgh, right? Like, you know, Jim Rutherford saw that in Pittsburgh. They saw what happens when you bring in basically anybody and play them with your top center. They had Sidney Crosby. The Canucks have Elias Patterson. Obviously different players. Obviously different levels of, of superstardom, as we've argued over the past week. But to me, this this situation is something that they've probably seen in their past of working in hockey, right? Like Jim Rutherford's seen a lot over his time here. He's starting to see what this team is actually starting to look like. What happens when the goaltending isn't the top of the league like it was last year at five on five? How does it look with bad goaltending? How does it look with good goaltending? What does it look like with Miller on the wing? What does it look like with him at center? Like you've seen 
a huge painting now of what this Canucks team is and where this organization is at. This this deadline is an opportunity to change that painting a little bit and make it something that you like more moving into the future. There's obviously a lot of work still to do in the summer. We'll see what happens with what, what is potentially in a trade here with the Pittsburgh Penguins if this comes down uh, likely as potentially as we're doing this show. It's just going to be interesting to follow, and I think moving on from either Brock Besser or JT Miller does set you up for more of a tank as well, which is, listen, we, we know what Connor Bedard is. We know what we think he's going to do at the NHL level. He's a local kid to Vancouver. If they can tank and even get into that position, it doesn't just need to be for Bedard either. I mean, the Canucks, the way they've been selling off right now, I think a lot of Canucks fans are, are thinking of this, and let me know in the chat if I'm wrong. But Canucks fans are probably looking at this direction and saying, finally, not finally they've made some moves to to kind of retool and rebuild because I think we've seen bits and pieces of that over the years. But finally, it feels like there is a direct path that's being taken here and not being weighed from. And I think that is the most important thing of looking at how the most recent moves have happened, what the last two, three months has been like for this team and this organization is they are making moves that are on a similar path. Like I, there are probably a couple things that maybe take a step or two off that path. Like, hey, trading Jonathan Myrenberg probably not the best thing for the long term fit. But you like Jack Studnika and what he's been able to do. So I think, you know, even those little steps they're not huge because the big steps that they've taken as an organization are going down the road, which is something that I do like to see with this Canucks organization, anyways. And we'll see what happens as the day goes on because there is a lot to come. Yeah, absolutely, and we're still waiting for the uh, what we assume uh, it sounds like is going to be a Brock Besser trade uh, to the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're assuming that that's what's going to happen. Uh, we're also still waiting on Jay Rosehill, but quickly, I want to get this in here. Uh, a record high, and I know we have fans from other, uh, other markets right now watching us on the Nation Network YouTube channel, but over 100 uh, live show listeners at one time, I think that's a high. I think we've had... Um, you know, here and there, we've had individual listeners, but over a hundred—that is, uh, that is very, very high for a, the live show. So we're very happy to see that, uh, and obviously those on podcast as well. We appreciate you, uh, you supporting the show. Okay, now I want to hear this, hear the, your take on this, Chris, because uh, the question that everybody's going to ask, and we're assuming it's a Besser trade. And I hope I don't jump the gun too much here, but how much weaker are the Canucks without Brock Besser? Like, who, who's the next man up? Who is coming up and who's going to fill that hole for Brock Besser? Yeah, I mean, you have an option right down there with Niels Huglander in the AHL. He, he's probably the guy who at this point is, is likely to get the call up. But at the same time, maybe it is just going to end up being Phil DiGiuseppe uh, getting that call up again because I'm not sure exactly. I got to check how many games he actually ended up playing and if the if the waiver needs to if the waiver wire needs to be reset with him. But I think after the deadline little bit stuff changes there with with Huglander I think that might be what it is like I think you might want to get him right up here uh, as long as he doesn't play two games for the deadline which I guess is now impossible right because the Canucks play Thursday and Monday uh, maybe one game on the weekend as well but I think it's Huglander right like if you do move even if you move on from from either JT Miller or Brock Besser here in this Pittsburgh deal I, I gotta think that it's Niels Huglander coming up and I'll tell you if just from watching him play in the AHL like there is a lot more confidence in his game, and he wouldn't say the that, the exact thing that I kind of wanted um, from from Neil Sugglander when I was looking for this quote. Like, hey, like has your confidence improved? Is what I asked him. He was very uh, very content with how he's been playing. He said he's had that confidence the whole time. But 
that's not the way that I see him playing. I mean, I see him playing now with a lot more physicality in his game, just a lot more of that rat mentality, just that, that type of style that's going to piss off opponents because he does such a good job of that. He did such a good job of that in the SHL and all those type of things when he was in those situations. So Niels Huglander is kind of the obvious answer for me. I do see some people in the chat bringing up uh, Linus Carlson as well. He could be an option for the Vancouver Canucks. Absolutely. He's been one of their best scoring players throughout the season. I believe he's leading the team in goals right now uh, for the Abbotsford Canucks. He's been able to do things on the power play, things on the penalty kill. You know, he's six foot two. He plays a lot bigger than I was expecting. Uh, so that's been good to see uh, Linus Carlson. Somebody, uh, Brandon says, give Klimovich five games. Still think he's got a lot to work on, and he's been in a huge slump uh, up to this point uh, over the last few weeks. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, we'll get to all this uh, later. Uh, Jay Rosehill is joining us now. Very pleased to be joined by him of uh, Leafs Morning Take. Uh, here to give his take, uh, not the morning. And Jay, before you ask, <laughs> bow tie was because we wanted to dress nice because we thought it was going to be a JT Miller trade today. So we both put on our best attire. So don't feel like you're underdressed. Um, <laughs> and please don't chirp the bow tie. Um, but Jay, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Oh, you guys look sharp. No worries. I uh, feel a little weird myself being in the lion's den right now. My goodness, I never thought. I know. I've I seen what did they put that big Leafs Nation logo up there. That's probably got them 40 subscribers right there. They're going to pass us again here. I don't know. What, what are you doing there, Alex? Come on now. <laughs> We're just <laughs> just battling, hey? <laughs> it's a good battle. But hey, Jay, let's, let's get you in here to chat about Luke Shen. Uh, what do you think about the Toronto Maple Leafs acquiring this player, this person, this everything that comes with a trade for Luke Shen? Yeah, I mean, he was the guy. I mean, I'm a little bit biased. I'm, I'm pretty good friends with Luke still and and play golf with him all the time and talk to him all the time and his brother as well. So I, he was on my radar, obviously, and I wanted him to go there. I thought that the Leafs needed a player like him. I thought there was a hole in their lineup that uh, that he could fill. And lo and behold, when, when stuff started going down today uh, – Nothing was totally adding up except for they're they're making room and they're shuffling things around and uh, you know they made a big trade there I don't know forty five minutes to an hour ago and then uh, followed up 
um, with another one adding Luke Shen here and uh, getting rid of Pierre Engvall. So I like it a lot. I think he brings, I think he brings, um, you know, a lot of leadership qualities. He's a great guy to have in the locker room. He's a consummate professional. He does everything right around the locker room on the ice. And he's got a lot of playoff experience. He, he knows what it takes to win. He knows what it takes to go all the way. He knows what it looks like. And I think he can really add to that uh, roster with all those attributes. That point right there is so interesting. It's like, yes, he just won two Stanley Cups with the Tampa Bay Lightning. What does that do for a Leafs team that can't get out of the first round? I think it can only help. I mean, the jitters they've had and, you know, the problems they've had getting over the hump. If you look at those teams, I think they were trying to get by on certain things, like someone just trying to get by on their looks and they have no personality and it just has not worked for them. And all of a sudden with the holes they've filled, I feel like they've really addressed it. They haven't crossed their fingers and hoped like they have in the past. And this year they they just got stuff done and made moves and put their chips on the table. And it looks like they've got a really well-rounded uh, lineup right now and it'll be interesting to see how it translates on the ice but as far as as Kyle Dubas and his job right now I think he's he's done everything he could possibly be asked of right now Jay we heard you talking about this uh, I think last week but what's this process been like for Luke's family like we know his wife's pregnant right like like what's the process been like of him sitting out and kind of hurry up and waiting right yeah, it's just it's just the business now. You know, they you're trying to make deals. And I mean, they treat Luke really good in Vancouver. He's happy to be there. He was proud to be part of the organization. It's where he wanted to go for for some time. And, um, you know, when he understood, you know, the business when he's on on the trade block potentially and he can get value for uh, for himself and, you know, they don't want to get him injured and they're not going to play him right now. So they send him home and he's got to skate and you know, that's just the business. It's not like they're treating him like a piece of meat or anything like that. It's just the way the business goes. And he understands that as much as anybody. But that being said, there are things that people don't see like pregnant wives. How do I get to where I'm going? How does my family get to where they're going? She's not allowed to fly this amount of time. I'm not going to miss the birth of my last potentially child and all, all those logistics that go into it. What do I do with my apartment? What do I do with this furniture? Um, my family's in town right now. I got to get them on an airplane or figure their stuff out. And all the logistics that you don't really realize. And, and in, the, in the NHL as well, time's of the essence. And, you know, they got a game tomorrow. And I'm he's probably going to be expected to be playing in it. So there's no time to piss around and make phone calls and, and work things around and take your time. It's got to be now. And you got to start being ready to play in the NHL like now as well with all that other stuff going on. So it's not... It's not uh, it's not personal to Luke Shen or anything like that. It's how it goes in that league. And when you get dealt around and things like this happen, it's, it's a whirlwind. All right. And he's right in the thick of it right now. I I feel like with what Luke's gone through in his career and just seeing him, you know, battle every bump so easily, I feel like this is just like nothing for him. Like he probably was like prepared for all this coming through. I'm, I'm assuming anyways. Yeah. His something about him, like coming into the league, especially the Toronto Maple Leafs at 18 years old, he was basically the face of the franchise at the time they branded him that way. And I mean, I know how hard it was to, to play in the NHL and to try to stay in the NHL. And, and that's at a level that I was at, which is non-comparable to, you know, Luke Shannon and the career that he's had. So to watch him handle things with such grace and class and, and such professionalism and have nothing rattle him has always been impressive. And I've told him that before. I'm like, how did you walk into the league and, and handle all you handled at that age? You're just a kid. Like no one can do that. How, how are you able to do it? And I don't think he even knows. He just knows what he wants and, and he does it the right way. And 
puts himself in at a hundred percent. And like I said, the professionalism he brings in the gym and, and with all the extra stuff that he does, he's that he does, he's completely committed to his craft. So it's impressive. Going to be really interesting here in Vancouver because he's been away from the team for a little bit. Like I was in the locker room, every practice I was in there pregame, postgame, all that stuff. I saw what that guy was like in a locker room. That is a massive loss for a team that I think already has some questions on the direction of where this leadership core is going. I mean, if you had this guy locked up in Vancouver for a long time, you would slap a C on his chest yesterday. So how difficult do you think it's going to be for that Canucks room to recover from losing? Listen, I think the best glue guy we've seen in Vancouver in years in Luke Shen. Yeah, it'll be a hit. And I mean, the direction that they're going, obviously, they're in a different place right now than, say, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, you know, they're riding high. They're peaking. This is what they've worked for for a long time. And and they've got their chips on the table where the Canucks right now, they're they're reeling a little bit and they're making some changes and adjustments. And that comes with, you know, pulling things apart and trying to get value for them. And guys that aren't on contract that you don't know will be next year, you're going to try to make something of that rather than just lose them to free agency. So, you're going to be pulling things apart and looking for picks and, and you're rebuilding. And it's not a great time um, to be in that locker room. They haven't had the success that they've wanted, obviously. But at the end of the day, it's part of the business and you got to be a professional and you got to, you know, maybe there's room for someone else to step up and try and fill those shoes and, and to make something of himself in that in that light that there's a hole right there. And, and maybe someone can step up and fill it and that'll be a positive and a different light. But yet to be seen, obviously, but it's just part of the business, the ebbs and flows of the salary cap era when when you're building and you're selling and, and you're going through the everything that it takes to to build a good team it's it's just you're not in the in the shiny portion of it right now in Canucks land the final thing I want to ask you and this is the last one for me quads I don't know if you got anything after this but a lot we've had this asked in the chat quite a bit already with Luke Shen you, you mentioned it he likes the the organization I think he's a he's a summer guy in uh, Kelowna I believe as well you can correct me if I'm wrong there Jay but uh do you think there's a chance he circles back to Vancouver in the summer? I mean, he's done this before, like coming off of winning two cups with the Lightning. He he signed for pretty cheap for what he was bringing to the Vancouver Canucks for those two years or a year and a half now. Do you think he likes the organization and likes the city so much that he could circle back here in the summer? Oh yeah, I have no idea, and I'm not going to claim like I can speak uh, <laughs> for Luke on that front. I, I know that he was he was happy there, and it's close to home and family. And he's a West Coast guy; he does live in Kelowna, and um, that's his home now. So um, I wouldn't put anything past it. But I mean, you know, if that was the case, the Canucks could have, you know, held on to him or re-signed him. I guess they're trying to get some value for him, and if they go back after him, who knows? That, that would be a whirlwind of a deal. But um, all he knows right now is he's going to Toronto and he's going to be there for a few months for sure. And where he ends up next year is yet to be seen. But I know that he's got no qualms with uh, with the Canucks organization at all. Absolutely. Well, uh, he's done some heavy lifting for them over the last uh, last couple of years here. And I know that uh, a lot of Canucks fans are going to miss him. But it's, it's great that we had that moment with him going over 3,000 hits. That was great to have that be at Rogers Arena for the fans to be able to salute him that way. Uh, so that, that was all great. But, okay, I got one quick last one here, Jay. How crazy has today been, man? Like, do you, were you expecting this today or like what's, what's even going to happen on Friday now? Oh, not at all. Me and, uh, me and my host there, Nick Alberga jumped on for an emergency pod there when they, when they had that first trade go down and we put it live and it was probably up for about 10, 12 minutes before, you know, the, uh, the Engvall and the, the Schenner trade goes down. And now it's like, it's out of date already 15 minutes later. So yeah, I, uh, I put my phone down for a second and was messing around, ready to go get my kids from school. And then all of a sudden it was 
lighting up like a Christmas tree and things are going down and we got to get emergency pod going. People are texting me. It's uh, It's been going down for sure. And I don't know, in my mind, it's credit to Kyle Dubas for getting stuff done and, and being the guy that can pull the trigger. And I don't have a single trade that I've seen this year where I feel like maybe we shouldn't have or anything like that. I mean, we're getting first round pick back and adding to the holes that were in our in our roster and the guys that we wanted we've seemed to have acquired it's it's pretty impressive right now so definitely an exciting time in uh in leafland you want to say this is their year jay is this their year (laughs) (laughs) i'll say it's their year i'll say it's their year to get out of the first round it has to be the year they get out of the first round i have full confidence in that i'll tell you what it's not easy in that division well i'll tell you the Leafs fans are probably even just loving hearing that anyways so uh jay really appreciate you jumping on with us if uh if anybody hasn't already please go over and unsubscribe from Leafs morning take uh and subscribe to canucks (laughs) army on your way out uh but jay all jokes aside, appreciate you uh, stopping by and then uh, chatting a little bit of Luke Shen with us. Head over to Leafs and Morning Take. You know what's the problem is, Jay, I've seen you chirp back a little bit, but Nick, he's too nice. He's always like, oh, great job over there, guys. Great job at Canucks Army. We're battling with you guys out east. That's how I feel like. Oh, Cripes, you're getting the good side of him, I guess, because all I get from him is chirps and BS out of his mouth. So apparently he wastes all his kind stuff on you guys, which I don't understand personally. Uh, He's just trying to get free beer when he gets over here to Vancouver eventually, I guess. Exactly. (laughs) All right, Jay. Right on, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You betcha, man. Thanks for taking the time. There he is, Jay Rosehill. Catch him on uh, Least Morning Take. Like I said, quick little unsubscribe. uh, Good for us. What do you got, Quads? I know you wanted to get to something here. Okay, a couple things here. Uh, the Predators have acquired forward Austin Ruschoff from the New York Rangers in exchange for future considerations. Now, what makes it interesting, Chris, is then the Rangers moments later tweeted out, update, Braden Schneider, defenseman of course, has been recalled from the Wolfpack of the AHL and Ryan Carpenter has been assigned to Hartford. In addition, Austin Ruschoff was traded to Nashville for future considerations now i i've probably messed up that guy's last name so my apologies but uh those are the trades coming down and we're still waiting on the return uh friedman tweeted again that ekholm is going to edmonton and i also wanted to mention uh we have the technology to go live on two different uh two different uh, streams on the same channel. So if you're an Oilers fan watching this, uh, our friends over at Oilers Nation are live as well right now. So be sure to go check that out. They should be live on the Nation Network YouTube channel. So be sure to go check them out if you're looking for coverage of that. Uh, Up to the minute coverage of that. We are still waiting, if you're a Canucks fan, still waiting to hear about this Canucks Penguins deal. And at some point, Chris, we might have to close it out and go live again because we can't do this all day. What if it's hours away? You know what? We can't fill airtime that long. We've basically done two shows today. No, I think that's the thing. It's like, I'd love to do another prospect update. I got more prospect stuff to get to in a little bit here for, uh, for some people that are just tuning in and caught this on YouTube. Appreciate you stopping by. We are live uh, Monday to Friday from one o'clock to about one 45 in the afternoon. You can catch that Pacific time. Uh, Come by for some Canucks chat. A lot of people I see in the chat here stuck around for you know coming in on over an hour and a half now so thank you to everybody who is stuck in and uh, and hung out in the chat for this long canucks talk normally one o'clock uh, pacific time every day here on youtube or at least monday to friday that is but like you said i think our producer alex has a family to get to you and i on the other hand we uh, we have some writing to do so i think we'll wrap it up here but before we go i just want to take a 60 second pause Maybe a moment of silence. Maybe, Alex, you can play the the tank video. Let's watch the tank video one time, and let's see if the if the Brock Besser deal gets done. So, Quads, do your little closeout of the show, but then let's go to the tank, 
I want to see if we can psych out the uh, the hockey gods here and see if we can get a trade done. So quads, wrap up this thing, and then let's get to the tank video. All right. Well, as I normally say, uh, for my co-host Chris Faber and our technical producer Alex Lard, let's see how long I can drag this out. My name is David Quadrelli, and this has been another emergency edition of the Canucks Conversation Podcast. Load up the tank on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Proudly sponsored by Zephyr Epic. Hold on. Betway and Atlas Goods. Hold on. Somebody brought up a great idea in the chat. Let's just do it once. Let's just do it once for fun. Let's just do it once for fun. Let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. We'll do it. I always press reset a few times before. Turn it up, Alex. No, nothing. I'm only doing it once. I'm, I'm not the type of person the, who does it a bunch of times. That's the uh, tankathon. For those on the podcast, the Canucks did not move up at all. <laughs> I'm still. I'm just. I want to. I'm just trying to stall time here because we literally finished the last show and, and then the trade happened. I just. I know is. It's just the way life works. You know. It's like that's why I say in life, it's fine to, to bitch every once in a while because when you bitch. It's, life just seems to give you lemons and, and figure out the problem here. The problem that we're on right now is have the Canucks traded Brock Besser or JT Miller to the Pittsburgh Penguins, and we are waiting to see which player might be involved in that trade. It sounds like Brock Besser might be that guy from all reports that are out there right now. This would be a massive move for the Canucks in their future, but I don't think we can drag this on any longer, Quads. We appreciate Jay coming in and biting some airtime up from us. As I said, unsubscribe to the Leafs Nation. That's all I got. Canucks Army, links in the description. Okay. Subscribe there. If we get to 1,000, we'll be able to broadcast these type of things live on Canucks Army's account instead. So appreciate everybody here coming into the chat. Great to see over 100 people uh, live in the chat to hear the instant reaction to the Luke Shen trade. To wrap things up, Luke Shen heading to Toronto. Canucks are getting a third-round pick in this upcoming draft back in return for Luke Shen. I like the deal. Get yourself a pick. Do something well with that top 100 pick in this upcoming draft. That's all she wrote. Canucks have done a decent job over the last little bit here, and this might be an even better job, depending on what happens later today. All right, we'll wrap it up there. For my co-host, Chris Faber. Hold on, great, great producer, chat from... Alex Allard. No, hold on. Jesse and Nick in the chat, they said, see you in 10 minutes. So, we, uh, hey, if, <laughs> if we're back at 3 p.m., we're back at 3 p.m., but uh, appreciate everybody stopping by here. My, I'll have another button down, and the tie's going to be gone by then. I can bet on that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris Faber, David Guadrelli, thank you so much for listening to an emergency edition of the Canucks Conversation. And we go. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.